Welcome to Dwight Explains the Bible. Today we're going to be talking about Roe vs. Wade and rape culture. Let's get the easy topic out of the way first, and let's talk about rape culture and the evangelical society. One way to help prevent prostate cancer in guys is to regularly do self-care, to put it politically safe. Do some self-care um, numerous times a month. I think I saw a number, it was in the 20s, that you're supposed to do it that often a month. If you don't keep up with this maintenance, then you are at risk for prostate cancer. Christians promote the idea that masturbation is a sin. So trying to save your own life is a sin. God doesn't want you to save your life. He wants you to die unless you get a wife. Now, according to the Christian narrative, your wife is now your sex slave. She must be there to help you uh, with your self-care. The Christian answer to the medical problem of prostate cancer is to force your wife to have marital affairs with you. If she doesn't have marital affairs with you, you could die of prostate cancer. In the evangelical society, pushes to their women that they must give in to their husband's desires. This is a rape culture that's perfectly okay in America. So let me ask you this. If the answer to the problem of prostate cancer by Christians is a wife and you're supposed to have self-care 20 plus times a month, then they presume your wife should be willing 20 plus times a month. How else can you avoid prostate cancer unless you do something that is sinful? Manipulating your wife into having sex with you is rape. It's called rape via coercion. How dehumanizing must it be for women to think that their main goal in life is to make sure the man doesn't die of prostate cancer. How ignorant is it to think that when you date somebody, if, if you're a guy dating a girl, that you're dating her just to care for your prostate needs, and that she's dating you with the sole idea that she now has to engage in marital activities with you 20 plus times a month. I know for the guy that sounds great, but think about the woman. Women are no more important today in Christian society than they were in the Old Testament days. They're just somebody who's there to make babies. If sex was only meant to make babies, then... Why are there so many nerve endings? Why are there so many good sensations that come from it if it is only meant to be used if you're having a child? 
What is the purpose of the female orgasm? We don't need that. That doesn't need to happen for uh, childbirth or for conceiving a child. I mean, think about these things. If the Christian narrative is right and God is the creator and God created the human body, he designed it, he made every aspect of it, then explain the female orgasm. But here we go. We're going to go right back into the dark ages. Women are only here to have babies. And this goes right into my next subject, Roe v. Wade. Roe v. Wade is so much more than just abortion. There are a lot more uh, topics that are going to happen because of Roe v. Wade being overturned. Roe v. Wade was made to protect privacy and liberty. The privacy to do what you want with your own body and the liberty to do things without the government interfering in your body. If you get pulled over and the police want to search you, they can't do an invasive search without a warrant because of your privacy and liberties. These are the staples of the rulings from Roe v. Wade. Now, I'm not saying that's going to happen where if Roe v. Wade gets overturned, that all of a sudden cops are going to start looking in everybody's buttholes or whatever. But it's real important for some other topics. Let's just take a look at how abortions will affect society or the lack of abortions will affect society in today's day and age. If women can't get an abortion, then more women are going to be dropping out of school. While it is possible for a woman to go to school and be pregnant, that's quite a challenging undertaking that not all of them can do. They don't have the resources, they don't have the mental willpower, they don't have the mental strength to do it. So less women are going to be going to school, and that doesn't even matter because there's going to be less women in the workplace. Women are going to be going home all the time because they're pregnant. One of the things that uh, all these states are trying to do is to ban contraceptives. Some states have even discussed banning condoms. So women are going to start being pregnant a lot more frequently. They're going to be missing work, missing school. And then we're going to go back to how it was before the days of contraceptive, where the women would just stay at home all day, having babies, raising the kids, and the man was the only one working. And back in those days when the man was the only one working, you could afford a house off a single income. Today, most households are living right above the poverty line. A two-person income for the household, and they're barely above poverty right now. So now we're going to make it a single-person income for the whole family. More people are going to be living in poverty more people are going to be going on government assistance. There's going to be more homeless people. There's going to be more people moving back in with their parents. There's going to be more children in the foster system. And who gets the foster kids? 
the people who can spend the $50,000, $100,000 fee it takes to adopt a kid. The rich people who have all your money. We're going to be going back to a male-dominated society where the women just stay home and cook. And guess what they're going to be cooking? Ramen noodles and hot dogs, because that's all you're going to be able to afford. America is barely surviving as it is right now, and now you want to make it worse. You want to make there be less workers out there, less money coming to these households, and more dependency on the government. And do you know who's pushing this pro-life movement? The evangelical community. And guess what the evangelical community likes to do? They like to homeschool their kids. Guess what else is covered under the privacy and liberty uh, protections of Roe v. Wade? You got it. Homeschooling. The right to raise your kids as you see fit is part of the privacy and liberty afforded under Roe v. Wade. So as soon as it gets overturned, there's a handful of lawyers, a large group of lawyers that are ready to start suing everybody who's homeschooling their kids and bringing them up religiously. The, the parents who teach their kids that it was God who created everything and don't teach them about evolution because it doesn't fit their religious narrative. Well, now they are not going to have that option anymore. If they still allow homeschooling, it's going to be heavily regulated. Private schools are going to be heavily regulated and their criteria, their agendas are going to change. The curriculum's going to be revamped. They can't start teaching all this religious stuff. They're not going to have the religious freedom and privacy and liberty to do so. So these idiot evangelical families who are raising their kids to be Bible believers who believe that God created everything and women don't get a choice are now going to have to go through the public school system and learn about evolution, which goes against the evangelical narrative. So really, the evangelicals, they're the ones shooting themselves in the foot over this. So the pro-lifers are actually just forced birthers, and they're not doing anything about life. They're not doing anything about the quality of life, the, the quality of the community that their children are going to grow up in. They don't care. These pro-lifers are the worst human beings out there because they don't even care about their own family. The older Christian population grew up in a time when you could afford to buy a house as a single income family. Then as they grew up, they took over and they ruined everything. The Bible says the poor will always be with us. Sell your possessions and give to the poor. The meek will inherit the kingdom of heaven. So the Bible teaches people to stay poor and stay stupid. How can the evangelicals say that they love their family when they're actively ruining the world? How can the Christians say they have the truth when they can't even agree amongst each other? How is it true that Jesus loves me if he knows exactly what it would take to convince me, but instead just stands by and watches as I send myself to hell, I choose to go to hell 
because I don't believe in a God. How is that love? How is the Christian narrative love? Well, we all have choices. You don't choose what you believe. You can't choose your beliefs. The only thing that would change my beliefs are facts, evidence. If Jesus loved me and wanted me to go to heaven, he would give me the evidence. If the Christians loved their children, they wouldn't be going out and ruining the world in front of them. Christians are pedophiles. Have a good night.